let you know that God is going to allow us to entertain angels. He says, just get ready for that. There's going to be angels that's going before you because God's favor is upon you. And we just have to trust the Lord now and just do what he puts in our hearts. It's no time to hesitate, to back down, or to question anything. Just ask God, how can I be used in the kingdom? And God is going to use every one of you. There's not one of you here tonight that God is not going to use for his glory. All of you will be used by God. There are more you than there are of us. That's a good thing. I'm proud to say that. And so it means our future looks really bright. Our future looks really bright. We have a great, great, great youth leader, our president, Brother Martinez. Love you, man. Doing a great job. I got the best woo right behind me when I say Jericho Martinez. <laughs> That's right. Hallelujah. But we, we thank God for them leading our young people. And you all support them because they are about the kingdom of God. Support them. Just a few housekeeping uh, notes. Out in our foyer, you will see the ladies' room to the right, and we have a nursery to the left. And so, if you have to take your child, get them changed or anything like that, the nursery is out there. If you need help, we have someone on staff that can help to assist you if you must take your child to the nursery. So, just let us know. We're here for you. And through this door to my right and your left is our fellowship hall. And the men's room. We got the men all over on the other side. But if you need to use the restroom, men, or you just want to hang out, or you want to take your child over there to give them a little time out, <laughs> you can go through that door right there. And that's our fellowship hall and the men's restroom. I thank God for all of you and for you being here tonight. We are your host. And if anything that we can do to make this night any better. We're here for you. But more importantly, Jesus is here and he's going to do a great work. Let's worship him together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Who here tonight believes in the wonder-working power of Jesus Christ? There is nothing too hard for our God. Whatever you, whatever you come here tonight with, you can give it into the hands of our capable God and believe that he is in control. Thank you, Jesus. They haven't seen what you can do. 
Do you believe Jesus for it? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We serve a mighty God. We serve a strong God. And no matter what you're facing, the stresses of life, the burdens of life, joy is coming. Because you serve a God who defeated death, hell, and the grave. And no matter what it looks like right now, He's going to bring you through. He's a King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And He's your conqueror tonight. If you believe that, why don't you put your hands together?
to be a part of the history that has helped spread the gospel around the world. From the beginning, the commission was to go. In order for his mission to be fulfilled, you are called to move the mission. We're commissioned to give, and when you invest, you share the gospel around the world. Every dollar you sacrificially, generously give represents a missionary having a vehicle to be able to travel to countries and villages and share the gospel. Move the Mission has unlocked three countries to be able to hear about the oneness of God for the very first time. Your sacrifice represents a church planner receiving a grant to be able to plant a church in a community that is desperate for Jesus. Hope through Tupelo Children's Mansion, New Beginnings, and the Boys Ranch is offered because of your giving. Your district youth camps and events are made possible by Move the Mission. Events like North American Youth Congress and the Youth Ministry Training Event and ministries like Project 7 Bible Clubs, Apostolic Youth Corps, Bible Quizzing, Hyphen, Campus Ministry International are all possible because of Move the Mission. Go. We bought a plane for a missionary, unlocked countries, brought hope, helped ministries. What's next? I will move the mission.
How many could say, move the mission? Praise the Lord. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Why don't we give God a hand clap of praise in this house? He's a good God. He's a mighty God. He's a providing God. And we are so happy to be here tonight. Amen? Move the mission. As we saw that video, you could see the impact that Move the Mission has on the world. And not just in the world, but it strikes home for us because it moves our district. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Move the Mission moves our district. I know Brother um, Wyatt has already said it, but we were able to purchase two properties last year. I think we ought to give God the glory for what is happening in the state of New Jersey. As because of your giving the past three years, we were able to have our district's first winter youth convention. Why don't we give God a hand clap of praise? With what's happening in this district, God is finding a way to provide for New Jersey, and he's using your hands. How many can say, move the mission? We're moving the mission in the state of New Jersey. I give honor to our host pastor, Brother Wyatt, our superintendent. Thank you for your leadership in leading this district towards the vision. I want to say that move the mission affects the whole world. Someone say the whole world. As you saw in that video played, we can't oftentimes go into these countries. We can't be everywhere all at once. But what we can do is support a missionary. What we can do is give our finances to help those in other countries. Amen. Move the mission just that does that. Move the mission mobilizes people to action. Amen. And like I said, move the mission strikes very close to us because we are a fairly new district. Everyone say new district. And with everything that happens with new projects and new things, we need new finances. Amen. I'm so glad with the generosity of every youth group and youth pastor the past three years. We have had record-breaking offerings, but we are not satisfied, New Jersey. We want more, and we want a spirit of hunger to stir up in our young people. Like I said, we had our first winter youth convention, and we said it there. There was a vision cast that this was just the beginning of things that are happening in our young people in New Jersey. I want to give us the vision and the goal for this year's Move the Mission campaign. If we could put it up on the screen. We are targeting a record-breaking offering this year. I know it's a youth congress here, but I believe that if we join together in unity, we could see tremendous work of God that we've never seen before in New Jersey. How many of you believe that? Why don't you clap your hands if you believe in what God is doing? This year, our target for North Central Jersey District is $20,000. $20,000. It might seem like a long shot or even impossible, but I believe that we have to sometimes put our faith to the test. Sometimes in the world, people will say, put your money where your mouth is. But in the church, we're going to say we're going to put our faith where our wallet is. Amen. 
move the mission. $20,000 is our goal this year. I would love to see our district send a Real McCoy. Real McCoy is a program that the UPCI does. It's one student who can raise $1,000 for Move the Mission. Our district, I believe, this year will send a Real McCoy. And this year, I believe that our district-wide fundraiser will be more successful than ever before. Last year, we were so blessed to have a local business in New Jersey out there in Rahway partner with the North Central Jersey District to move the mission. This year we are planning a similar fundraiser and fellowship, which will also happen in August. So youth pastors, please get behind the vision and be at the fundraiser and fellowship. Brother Wyatt cast vision today, and he said that we must fellowship as a district. Oftentimes we are so secluded in our own youth groups and in our youth bubbles, but this August will be another opportunity for us not to just fellowship inside the church, but we're going to take it outside of the four walls, amen, and fellowship somewhere for the fundraiser. How many are excited for what God is doing? I want to remind everyone of this theme. I know it gets a little burdening sometimes when we talk only about finances, but I want to add a spiritual aspect to this. We are still in 2023 and there was vision cast in winter youth convention that we would follow a theme of abiding in Christ this year. How many of you remember abide in 2023? Raise your hand if you filled out that abide form and I don't mean to call out anybody if you didn't, but raise your hand if you filled out that abide form and you stick to a commitment to reading your Bible and prayer in 2023. I like to say that there's something better than a real McCoy, and that's being a real child of God. This year is still about abiding in Christ, and we ought to remember to stick to that commitment we made at Winter Youth Convention. Let's continue to read our Bibles daily. Let's continue to stick to that commitment that we said we would when we saw the vision in January. Let's stick and continue this race in 2023. Let's abide in Christ. Tonight is a unique night because we have a quite a unique structure. If you guys have saw the promotional material, you would have seen that we have four speakers. Everyone say four. We have four speakers tonight. So I really hope that you guys brought your sleeping bags as you know how preachers get. We might end up being here all night with four preachers. What was the youth president thinking? Four speakers. But we have four special speakers from our own district. Why don't we give a hand clap of praise for the ministry that is in New Jersey. These four speakers are homegrown from the state of New Jersey. And don't get me wrong, we love bringing in evangelists. We love inviting other ministers from other parts of the country. And in fact, we will continue to do that. At our wrap-up rally, we plan on bringing in another evangelist. But we have men of God in this district, church, that have an anointing, that have a calling to ministry. Some of your own youth pastors that love you, that pray for you, that have a relationship so close to you, you are going to hear from them here tonight. I know we get excited to hear from the voice of an evangelist, 
But why don't we get excited tonight the same way? Why don't we stir up that same spirit and energy when we hear big names like Victor Jackson or Chris Green or those youth Congress speakers? Why don't we get excited tonight for the word of God that he's going to bring to us through the men who have poured into your youth groups, who have poured into your lives, who have fasted and prayed for your salvation. These men are from New Jersey, but they deserve the uh, credit of an evangelist. Tonight is our Move the Mission kickoff rally. So tonight we will be hearing a dynamic word from four men on moving the mission. We are going to hear about how to move the mission in four different aspects of our life here tonight. Brother Chele, or as we know him, Brother Andres, will bring the word first, and he will talk about how we can move the mission in our life. We will hear from Brother Isaiah, youth pastor of this church. He's going to talk about how to move the mission in our families. Then we're going to hear from Brother Gonzalez. I'm excited to see his youth group here. Brother Gonzalez is going to preach about moving the mission in our youth groups. And I'll wrap it up by preaching on moving the mission in our world. But before that, why don't we start and kicking off this rally, start off the momentum of our $20,000 goal by taking up an offering. Brother David. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It is a great honor and privilege to be among all of you today. Um, No Spanish from me today. There will be a Spanish speaker, and I'll be translating into English. Amen. We are changing it up a little. Amen. But I'm going to be collecting the offering today. I want to point something out in Scripture, in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verse 1, 2, and 5. I'm going to read it from the New International Version. I want us to pay attention to something that it says here. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, And go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice. Everybody say sacrifice. Him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. I want to jump down to verse 5. It tells us, he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I go, while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we we will come back to you. In one verse, we see God saying, what Abraham's about to do as a sacrifice. But what Abraham refers to as a sacrifice, what God refers to as a sacrifice, Abraham referred to as worship. I want all of us to keep that in mind today. Let it not be just something that we're going to give because, oh, we're here in the service or we have to give. Let it be something that springs from our hearts. Let it be something that comes from worship, from a place of worship, not a place of sacrifice or necessity, but a place of worship. I ask you all to stand today as we take up this offering. I invite the ushers to come up. 
I invite the praise singers, the musicians to come up here. I don't want to take up an offering just like a zombie, just barely moving. I want us to get excited about what we're going to do. Our praise team is going to lead us in worship right now because that is what our offering is today. It is worship unto the Lord. Last year, 2022, Youth Ministries was able to purchase a plane for the missionaries out in Alaska. You might think to yourself, what, what's up with a plane? Guess what? This plane is helping us take the gospel to places that it has not reached before. We are purchasing vehicles for missionaries to literally take the gospel into places that it's never been before. Right now we're going to pray and we're going to ask God to place a number in our hearts. Maybe all you brought out here was $20. Maybe that's all you have. Let me tell you something. God can do a lot with all you have. God can do a lot with what you give to him. He can do a lot with broken things. He could do a lot with a little. Let us pray today as the ushers come up. Or are the people going to be depositing the offering? Is that how we're doing it? So all of you come up. The ushers won't go to you. You come to us. And while you're coming up here, just stay here and worship the Lord with us as well. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you for this opportunity to worship. We want to thank you, O oh God, because you are in Move the Mission. Because we are able, O oh Lord, to do something with what you have already given us. We are able, O oh Lord, to give something back to you. To give of the abundance of your grace and mercy over our lives. Lord, I ask you to bless every single person that is giving, O oh Lord, maybe more than what they have. Lord, I ask you to do, place, place a special blessing over their lives, over their families, O oh Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask you to rebuke the devourer over their lives, over their finances. Lord, we ask and a tremendous blessing over them, oh Father, because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Lord, we thank you in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Is there anybody that believes that can be single by just raising our hands? That when we call on that name, when he's in the room, miracles can happen, your finances can change. Hallelujah.
to get out the way. But somebody break through right now. Break through, break through, break through. Still moving. He's still proving just how great he is. How great he is. He's still moving. He's still Come on, come on. He's still moving. 
Don't just sing it, believe it. Come on. He is how great he is. He's still moving. He's still moving. He's still moving. to invite you to stand and if you feel what I feel there's a movement going on right now we must not let it stop flowing we can meditate on how great our God is you can just tell him how great you are Jesus Somebody say, how great art thou? How great art thou? There's something going on. We can't stop it. We sure as heaven know the devil can't stop it. So it's better to be doing God's will. 
As you are standing, we're going to go right into the Word of God. I only have just about 10 minutes, but something good is brewing in here. Amen. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. I'm going to have a slightly different version. I have the English Standard Version. Just so we can all relate a little bit better. Amen. The Word of God says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. You can close your eyes. Lift up your hands. We're going to help help me preach. We're all going to preach tonight. We're all going to receive and we're all going to give. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You're God Almighty. We praise you, Jesus. Your words, your promises, they're more than what we could ever hope for. And we are grateful that we have this opportunity, this honor, this privilege that we are here tonight. Not by coincidence, not by a cosmic chance. We're here because you want us here tonight, Jesus. So in this time, open somebody's eyes, open somebody's eardrums, open somebody's soul, Jesus, to you. We're going to let you flow. We're going to let you do whatever it is that you please. And the church said, Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to get right into it. Don't be scared for what I'm about to say. This is just an intro. You mean nothing more than your outside appearance. It doesn't matter what you think. Since there's no God, there's no right or wrong. So do what feels right to you. Sound familiar? This is the messaging that we are bombarded with everywhere nowadays. The media that we consume, the songs that play openly everywhere, the movies, the shows, uh, social media, everywhere right now it seems like there's a bombarding, like there's a war going on because there is. And everything just wants to deviate you from God. Everything wants to tell you that there is no God out there. And since there is no God, you're just a cosmic probability that billions and billions of years ago, something just happened out of chance. And then there was a rock, and then the rock got hot with lava, and then it rained. And then this little microorganisms form like an amoeba. And then millions and billions of years happen. And then it forms into something else and then something else. And then, boom, you're here. That is the messaging that we are bombarded with. Society nowadays, they see you nothing more than a number in their mob. Somebody say mob. Mob mentality. Somebody say mob mentality. You know what that means. You're just another component of their gang. You're just another means to an end. You're just a number. There's no sense of individuality anymore. 
to the Marxist-running society now, you are nothing more than a means to their end, to their mission. They wouldn't be going through everything that they go to, all the hard work, because it is a lot of hard labor to, to produce a show, to do music. Uh, uh, you know, you have to be talented. You have to be uh, thought-provoking. You have to be uh, uh, attractive enough so people go to you. It's a lot of work that they go to, a lot of work that the devil has been doing for many years. That's why nowadays you only matter if you have a certain skin color or if you belong to a certain group. You're nothing more than just a cosmic coincidence after all that have evolved after they're a big bang. It's in the schools. It's everywhere. You get bombarded with it. Since there's no God, there are no genders. Since there's no God, there is no nothing that I can say that is wrong. Amen. We, we, we hear that, we see that happening in, in our schools to the youngest of kids. The books that they approve, the teachers they hire. It's a scary, scary time right now. But everything is going on with that message because they have a mission. The enemy has a mission. And it's to draw you to a wide and open road that leads to a wide and open gate. We just read it. The way is open. There are many, many meaning probably most people. Because it's an easy road to take. It's an easy thing to say. I don't want to do what's right. I just want to do what feels right. There is no sense of right and wrong. You call the good things bad and the bad things good. Everywhere you see that. And just because a government law passes, it doesn't make it right. Think about that for a second. There's so many laws that I can talk about, but in my limited time, I just want to draw attention to something. They, they want to draw you away from God. God claims he created everything in six days. The devil claims nothing exploded and it created everything for a long and long time. That's how you know it's a fairy tale. Long time ago, far, far away. God says, because of man, death came into this world. The devil says, because of death, man came into this world. The devil twists, it distorts and contradicts everything that God stands for. And let me tell you something. When the enemy is attacking you personally, he knows that you can do something so great for Jesus. He knows that you can do so much and you can impact so many. So when you feel attacked, feel privileged. Amen. Feel privileged because that means you are doing something right. That means that you're not just static sitting there. You're moving towards something. So he knows what people may become. He sees what God sees. You see, sometimes our, our, our leaders, our pastors, they, they, they always tell us, I see a great future for you. You can do so many things. You have so much potential. You have the whole world ahead of you. The devil knows this exactly. Probably even better than we might think. Charles Darwin at age 22, he was fresh out of school. He wanted to be a preacher. He wanted to be a preacher. And then that's, that's something that, that we don't hear about too much. Until he set sail and he went to the uh, Galapagos Island. 
There he saw a bunch of species. There he saw a lot of uh, distinct animals that share common uh, uh, traits. And just, you know, imagine he, he was going to be a preacher. What, what might have happened? Anyways, we know the story, at least what they tell us, right? But he, he developed that theory, and I, I, I'm more than convinced that was the enemy just taking control, beginning to distort his mind. He said, hey, you look at that bird. Look at this creature. Look at this fish. They all share something in common, so they all must be related directly. They all must come from a common ancestor. There was a letter that he wrote after the, these discoveries, and I quote, This belief in the Bible crept over me on a very slow rate, but at last complete, the rate was so slow that I felt no distress. Slowly, the enemy started poisoning his mind, distorting everything that he had learned from when he was a child. Everything, all his goals, he wanted to preach to the world, he wanted to do so many things. And then we contrast with after all the books that he published, he said at some point, and this is from another book that he wrote. He says, at some point, at some future period, not very distant as measured by centuries, the civilized races of man will almost certainly exterminate and replace the savage races throughout the world. Such a racist thing to say. After he wanted to be a preacher, he said that the civilized races were going to exterminate back then. Times were different. Back then, the enemy was in full control of his mind and the influence that he caused on so many people. When God had something for him, but then the devil just creeped slowly, slowly, slowly. I don't know if you guys know this, but the, the Origin of Species book, you know the full name on that is called On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favorite Races in the Struggle for Life. The basis for all racism, for communism, for socialism, for Nazism, for all the things that we've known in history that have destroyed and have destroyed so many, so many societies. He influenced so many. He influenced one young uh, uh, Marxist that we know him now, uh, Karl Marx. Listen to this. At age 17, he wrote a beautiful paper telling his love for the Lord. He loved the Lord. But then he went to college. He studied philosophy and then turned his back on God. This is back then. If they only knew what everything was going to become into. These are just two of the most critical examples of how everything has been influenced. All the the civil rights movement, all the accomplishments, everything that we have uh, done so far as far as rights and everything. It almost seems like we're reverting back, but in a distorted, weird reality that we are now. And the devil is loving it. He is loving it. He is loving when there's division in a church. He is loving when there's issues and problems at home and families separated and fathers are taken out of their families. And then the kids grow up and they go to the streets and they turn to uh, drugs, influences of the world. And it leads them to destruction away from God. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3 to 6, it says, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? 
For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth was standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the world then was being overflowed with water. It's talking about the flood. The seed of the enemy is to make you think that you don't need a heavenly authority in your life. That's the mission of the enemy. So what exactly is your mission? What is my mission? Well, to understand the mission fully, you have a first objective. First, you got to get saved. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, get saved. Get saved. Saved yet? Get saved. Your number one goal for your life is to get saved. Follow the steps of acceptance that you need Jesus in your life and acceptance that your lifestyle needs to change. Repentance of all your sins as you acknowledge that Jesus died for those sins. And seek for forgiveness. Be baptized in the name of. You got to say it with authority. In the name of. You know how powerful that name is. You got to say it with authority every time. And lastly, you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You may have questions on all these four steps, and I hope you get some answers tonight and from your leaders and from your pastors. I'm going to ask for everybody to stand up. We have to enter by the narrow gate. In the word of God, it is said that there are two ways of going about our lives. One way leads to a narrow gate and the other way leads to a wide and open gate. One way leads to death. The other way leads to eternal life. If you don't know how to distinct between both of these options, I implore you to pray. Your soul may be at a crossroads trying to choose between a narrow road and an open road where most people are going to go. And sadly, we know a lot of people that are in that road. If you're here, it means that you are, that it's more than just a compromise to be here. I know it was a far drive for most of us. I know it was maybe a little bit of a struggle, you know, trying to go. This is a Saturday night. Uh, I, I, there's a, maybe a, there's a fight somewhere. Maybe there's a sporting event. Maybe there's a party. Maybe there's a club. Maybe there's a gathering. Maybe you're, you know, <laughs> Had plans for other things. But you're here. So it's more than just a Saturday night. Amen. There's a mission. Should you choose to accept it. You have to carry the flag. That is your soul. Until the end of the road. So that you may find life. You have to carry that flag. Think of your soul as that flag. That you have to carry. Some soldiers, brave enough, back in World War II, they were brave enough to go into the battlefield. They carry their country's flag until they reached the top. There were maybe bullets. They were bombarded. They were, you know, maybe being stabbed in the back everywhere. But they could not stop because it was their mission to take that flag to the top. So your soul... Is your number one protected reason to be here. Should you choose to accept it. There's an open road out there. I don't even want to say the H word. 
There's a hell. And it's very real. Sadly, there's a lot of people going down there. To live a godless life is like living without ever drinking water. How long can you live by trying to digest a soluble that is not pure water? Try going without water. How many, how many days can you last? You may find a lot of products that they use a little bit of water and the, and, and the rest of the chemicals, they're poison mixed in. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of good teachers. There's a lot of good media. There's a lot of uh, things out there that we can consume, but there's always a little bit of poison mixed in. So you have to be careful because that poison creeps in slowly. You heard that slowly. Sometimes we don't even notice how things happen to us, how we behave in a certain way, how, you know, we're carrying ourselves uh, uh, with our loved ones. Or the influences that we are surrounded by. Very slowly. It's a process. That's the only truth about what the, uh, uh, the, the people are saying now about evolution and everything. It happens very slowly. But it creeps in in our lives very slowly. So we have to be careful. Don't let the devil steal your flag. You have a mission in your life. You have to keep, protect that flag. Don't let anything happen to that flag. You have to carry it, climb to the top, and protest that Jesus helped you get there. So as we close our eyes, this is it for me. I'm going to invite Brother Isaiah to prepare, but we're going to... We're going to keep praying right now in this moment as we transition into our second speaker. Jesus, thank you, Lord. You have us here tonight, Lord. We have to protect our soul, Lord. And we have to carry it until the end. We have to persevere, Jesus. We honor you, Jesus. So give us the strength to walk in the fire, to walk through the waters, through, through the cold, Jesus. Help us carry our soul and protect our soul, Jesus. Open our eyes so that we see things, so we see any threats, so that we see anything coming our way, Jesus. And your angels can surround us as we walk to the top. Thank you, Jesus. A round of applause, not for me, but for God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. You may remain standing. All right. So I see there is a um, a timer. So I, I rebuke that timer in the name of Jesus. No, I'm joking. I, I, I will try my best. Amen. All right. You have your Bible. Say amen. All right, so we're going to go to um, the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 6. We'll dance around a little bit um, for some, through some verses. So we'll do 12 to 14, and then we'll skip and do 17 to 18. So when you are at Genesis, chapter 6, starting at verse 12, I have an amen right here. Amen going once, going twice. All right. Genesis chapter 6, verse 12 through 14 says, God saw how corrupt the earth 
had become. For all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. Jumping to verse 17. I am going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark. You and your sons and your wife and your son's wives with you. I want I have a, a subtitle to my title today. And I want to speak to you on my subtitle, The Mission is Possible. Join me in a brief prayer as my time is limited. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus... Lord God, you are the creator of all things, Lord Jesus. We are here, Lord God, to glorify you and only you, Lord Jesus. Use me, O God, that I may speak truth, Lord God. Speak to me and through me, Lord God. Lord God, let your word go out, O Father God. Let it not come back, O God, and not accomplish that which it was supposed to do, Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated as my time is limited. (laughs) Growing up, I was a huge fan of spy type movies. Amen. You in the spirit, brother. One of my favorite movies is called The Mission Impossible. It's a bunch of series. And there's an actor by the name of Tom Cruise. And in every movie, you always ask yourself, is he going to make it? Because the movie is really based upon Tom Cruise doing the most outrageous stunts. And have you on the edge of your seat thinking, will he survive. Some of the stunts he did consisted of hanging onto a moving plane, jumping stories high from one building to another, holding his breath, which he literally did this for six minutes under water. Literally, sometimes the laws of physics tells you that there is no way this brother is going to survive. 
But it seems that he is always able to do the impossible. Noah is in a similar situation. He's in, in, he is in an impossible circumstance. See, he and his family are the only ones in the world to find favor with God. And it is not only the fact that he and his family are the only ones to find favor with God that makes his circumstances seemly impossible. But rather, since he is the only one to find favor with God, that means that he is the only one serving the Lord and moving God's mission forward, which also means that Noah is operating only from an idea of God, not the fact that he has a man or a woman of God to imitate. There's a young person here who is the only person in your family or community trying to serve the Lord. All you have is the idea of God. The word that you get on a Sunday, that's all you know. But you also know that God has called you to fulfill the great commission to make disciples. But the mission seems impossible. God has called me here today to tell you that the mission is possible. Amen. To make matters worse, God gives Noah a command in verse 14. A command in verse 14 without an explanation. If you read your Bible, and we're apostolic, so I'm assuming we all read our Bibles. In the Old Testament, there's a trend where God says something like this. You do this, and I'll do this. As a pattern, we're about, and I, and I don't have time to go through it unless Brother Jericho want to give me more time. But... <laughs> But for the most part, about one or two verses, you'll see God say, do this, and I'll do this. But the explanation does not come until verse 17. So God spends some other verses, instead of explaining to Noah why you need to do this, God spends verses telling him more things that he needs to do. Say amen. amen. I can't hear you. Say amen. amen. Right. So what are you saying, brother? I'm saying that sometimes you have to serve God without clarity of the outcome. Amen. amen. I'm say it again. Some God, sometimes you have to serve God without the clarity of what God will do for you. Amen. Tell your neighbor, the mission is possible. Can I go a little further? 
when God finally tells him what it is and why, it is something that seems impossible. Say, what you mean, brother? Nah, nah, what you mean, brother? No, 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 no. What you mean, brother? There we go. Amen. See, God says that he is going to bring floodwaters onto the earth. God is telling Noah that he is going to flood the earth with waters from, from above, from heaven. Here's the interesting part. God is telling Noah that he is going to do something that Noah has actually never seen. Tell your neighbor, say, read your Bible, read your Bible. In Genesis chapter 2, it says the Lord had not sent rain on the earth. So how how did the water get to the earth? It says that streams came up from the earth to water the ground. So Noah is living an impossible life charged with an impossible task in preparation for an impossible event, all a part of God's seemingly impossible mission. There's someone here who you have a spirit, a young person, you have a spirit of giving up. You have tried to be a witness to your family, but you're constantly rejected. You're, you're, you're not taken seriously, and it seems impossible. But I come here to tell you that all the great work that God wants to do is through the impossibility of man. Amen. And as I close, because my time is limited, the word art in the original language literally just means a box. Just a box. It's only used one other time in the Old Testament. It's in the book of Exodus. It's a story about this young brother by the name of Moses. He's put as a baby inside of a box. That's the word there. A box. And Moses is put in this box and he's drifting down the Nile River. So the baby is put in a box to get out of the box to later redeem the children of Israel. God told Noah to build a box. It says, someone here, are you really interested about moving the mission in your family? If you really want to know How to move the mission in your family that you must become a full-time construction worker. 
moving the mission in your family is to create an arc over your life. It's to create an arc of discipline, an arc of holiness, a arc of dedication, an arc of doctrine, an arc of the truth of the word of God. So can I have some young people who are some construction workers? Do I have any construction workers in the house tonight? If you declare before God today you're a construction worker, won't you stand? To be a construction worker for God is to have every day you building the ark. Every day you're building the ark. Every day. You're building the ark. And can I tell you something else? See, we were told, not we, because when I was younger, I wasn't in church, so I wasn't in Sunday school. But you were told that the Noah's story is about the unsinkable ship. It's not true. The Noah's story is about Noah's unsinkable faith as in his unsinkable faith his unsinkable faith is what put him into his unsinkable ship amen but do I have some people and I'm rapping because I see the timer and it's limited so I'm rapping I'm going to have some people today. Can everyone just bow your heads and close your eyes as we prepare for the next speaker? I want to say this, that the faith that builds ark is not the same faith that only goes to church on Sundays. Amen. The faith that builds ark is not the faith that pop up every once in the blue. The faith that builds an ark is the faith that's going outside every day with a hammer and a nail saying, God, use me. Use me as a witness. Use me. Speak through me. Bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord God, for your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, we understand your assignment, God, that the mission is possible, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, make us, Lord God, into ark builders, Lord God, construction workers, Lord God. Do a work in us so we can do a work. You can do a work through us, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, speak to a young person here tonight, Lord God. Oh, a young person, oh, God, who was once serving you faithfully, oh God, that he may rededicate his or herself to you, Lord Jesus. God, touch your people today, Lord God. Wake up, oh God, those who are sleeping, Lord Jesus. Have your way, oh God, in this sanctuary this evening, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, tell your neighbor, the mission is possible. Amen.
give a hand clap for the next speaker. Hallelujah. ¿Por qué no le da un fuerte aplauso al Señor esta tarde? Estoy muy agradecido con el Señor primeramente de estar en este lugar. Stop the timer, please. <laughs> Josephine, Josephine, yeah, Josephine's mic. All right. Doy gracias a Dios por esta oportunidad tan grande. I want to thank the Lord for this great opportunity. Creo que podría decir muchas cosas, pero no me van a alcanzar los diez minutos. Y vamos a... can say a lot of things, but ten minutes won't suffice. Vamos a hablar la palabra de Dios esta tarde. We're going to talk about the word of God today. ¿Cuántos han aprendido ya en estos dos mensajes? How many have learned something in these two messages? Mi responsabilidad esta tarde es decirle um, a usted que debemos mover la misión en nuestro grupo de jóvenes. My responsibility today is to tell you that we have to move the mission in our youth groups. No encontré la mejor manera de hacerlo que predicándoles esta tarde. I did not find a better way to do that than by preaching to you this evening. Le, le quiero preguntar, ¿puedo predicarle por diez minutos? I want to ask you, can I preach to you for ten minutes? Yo dije, ¿puedo predicarle por diez minutos? I asked you, can I preach for ten minutes? Si puede acompañarme en el libro de Marcos, el capítulo seis. join me in the book of Mark, chapter six. Y el versículo treinta. And verse 30, Mark chapter 6, verse 30. Amen. Vamos a estar leyendo unos versículos. Por favor, manténgase despierto. We're going to be reading a couple verses. Please stay awake. La palabra de Dios dice en el nombre de Jesús. Entonces los apóstoles se juntaron con Jesús y le contaron todo lo que habían hecho y lo que habían enseñado. In the mighty name of Jesus, it reads, And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. Él les dijo, Venid vosotros aparte a un lugar desierto y descansad un poco. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place Por, and rest a while. Porque eran muchos los que iban y venían de manera que ni aún tenían tiempo para comer. For there were many coming and going and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Y se fueron solos en una barca a un lugar desierto pero muchos los vieron ir y les reconocieron, y muchos fueron allá a pie desde las ciudades y llegaron antes que ellos y se juntaron a él. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately, and the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot, thither out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together unto him. Y salió Jesús y vio una gran multitud y tuvo compasión de ellos porque eran como ovejas que no tenían pastor. Y comenzó a enseñarles muchas cosas. 
And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion towards them because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Cuando ya era muy avanzada la hora, sus discípulos se acercaron a él diciendo, el lugar es desierto y la hora muy avanzada. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place and now the time is far past. Despídelos para que vayan a los campos y aldeas de alrededor y compren pan, pues no tienen que comer. Send them away that they may go into the country roundabout and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. Y quiero um, enfocarme en mi mensaje en este versículo 37. Dijo Jesús, dadles vosotros de comer. Ellos dijeron que vayamos y compremos pan por 200 denario y les demos de comer. And I want to focus my message on verse 37. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy 200 pennyworth of bread and give them to eat? El resto es historia, porque dice la palabra de Dios que encontraron cinco panes y dos peces que un joven había traído. It's history because it's, it tells us that he, they found five loaves of bread and two fishes from a young man that went to them. Jesús los bendijo y esa y es ahí donde um, se crea el milagro de la multiplicación. Jesus blessed it and there we find a miracle of multiplication. Dice la palabra de Dios que alrededor de cinco mil hombres comieron esa tarde. The word of God tells us that around five thousand men ate that evening. Y aparte de eso recogieron doce cestas. Con comida extra. And aside from that, they had 12 baskets worth of food that was De esa magnitud son los milagros que nuestro Dios hace. That magnitude is the type of miracle that the Lord does. Cierre sus ojos y dígale al Señor, Let's Padre del Cielo, háblanos en esta Lord, hora, Señor. Habla, Señor, a nuestros corazones en esta... Levante su voz, iglesia. Levante su voz en esta tarde. I don't get one. Darles vosotros de comer. Give them to eat. La Biblia relata que um, Jesús y sus discípulos se apartaron con el único propósito de descansar. The Bible tells Puede us tomar that, su asiento. You may be seated. The Bible tells us that Jesus and his disciples were set apart with the purpose of resting. No había otro propósito pero el descansar esa tarde. There was no other purpose besides them resting that evening. Pero muchas personas los eh, los los vieron ir y dice la Biblia que los siguieron. But many people saw them go and they followed them. Cuando Jesús vio esa gran multitud dice que empezó a enseñarles muchas cosas. When Jesus saw that great multitude, he began teaching them many El libro things. de Marcos dice que les enseñó muchas cosas. The book of Mark tells us that he taught them many things. Esto nos deja saber que esa, ese grupo de personas tenía una gran necesidad de la palabra de Dios. This lets us know that that group of people had a great need. 
La Biblia dice que Jesús sintió compasión de ellos. The Bible tells us that Jesus felt compassion towards them. Entonces empezó a enseñarles, pero parece que los discípulos them. no estaban en la misma página que Jesús. And it looks like the disciples were not on the same page as of Jesus. Porque cuando el día estaba a punto de terminar, los discípulos vinieron a Jesús. When the day was about to end, the disciples went to Jesus. Y le dijeron, Jesús, despídelos para que vayan y compren comida en otro lugar. And they told them, Jesus, let them go away so they can buy food in another place. Pero sorprendentemente, Jesús les dice, dales vosotros de comer. But surprisingly, Jesus tells them to give them something to eat. You give them to eat. Dales algo de comer. Ustedes tienen la responsabilidad, dijo Jesús, de darles de comer. You have the responsibility to give them something to eat. Puedo imaginarme a los discípulos mirarse uno al otro y can pensar, you, ¿no veníamos a vacacionar? Can you imagine the disciples talking to each other and them thinking, weren't we supposed to come and rest? Él dijo que íbamos a apartarnos para descansar. He said we were going to go away so that we can rest. Pero aquel descanso fue interrumpido por un grupo de personas que estaban necesitadas de la palabra de Dios. But that rest was interrupted by people that needed the word of the Lord. Mientras los discípulos pensaban que esa noche iban a dormir tranquilos. While the disciples uh, thought that they were going to rest and be calm. Jesús les dijo, denles ustedes de comer. Jesus told them, you give them something to eat. Ustedes son los responsables de alimentar este grupo de personas. You are the ones responsible for feeding this multitude. Y los discípulos querían ser un poquito más inteligentes y dijeron, pero si solo tenemos cinco panes y dos peces. And the disciples wanted to be more intelligent and say we only have five loaves and two fishes. Jesús dijo, eso es suficiente. And Jesus said, that is enough. Tráiganlo, lo, lo bendijo y, y fue el milagro de la multiplicación. They brought it, the Lord blessed it, and that was the miracle of multiplication. Los discípulos, lo único que estaban tratando de seguir era sus vacaciones. The disciples, all that they wanted to do was have their little vacation. Hey, vinimos a descansar. Look, we came to rest. Hemos hecho muchas cosas. We've done many things. Cada uno puede ir y, y comprar su comida en otro lugar. Every single person can go and purchase their own food. Pero Jesús le dijo, nadie se va de este lugar. Ustedes son los responsables. But Jesus said, no one is leaving. You guys are responsible. Hoy en la actualidad, usted y yo que estamos en este lugar, somos los responsables de ir allá afuera y darle de comer a una multitud. In today's world, it is you and I that are responsible for going out there and giving food to those that are needed. Allá afuera hay un grupo de jóvenes que día a día se pierden en las drogas. Out in this world, there is a group of young people that are lost to drugs every day. Y van a una eternidad sin Jesús. And they're going to an eternity without Jesus. Y nosotros estamos aquí bien bonitos, amén, recibiendo la palabra de Dios. We are here just looking pretty, receiving the word of the Lord. Yo dije que iba a predicar esta noche. I told you I was going to preach tonight. Nosotros somos los responsables de llevar este evangelio a alguien. Pero déjeme decirle algo, estamos tan acostumbrados. Well, let me tell you something, we are so accustomed a venir los domingos y recibir la palabra de Dios and receive the word of the Lord. y solo la guardamos en nuestra vida and all we do is hide it in our lives. y vamos a nuestros grupos pequeños and we go to our small cell groups. y comemos de la palabra de Dios and we eat of the word of the Lord. 
y vamos y recibimos un estudio bíblico and we come and receive a Bible study. y nos seguimos engordando and we keep getting fatter. y nos reunimos con nuestros líderes y nuestro pastor y todo está bien y somos bendecidos and is good and we are pero hay un grupo de personas que necesita escuchar la palabra de Dios yo dije hay un grupo de personas que necesita escuchar la palabra de Dios now I look like the picture you guys use for the flyer Ahora me veo como la foto que usaron para el flyer. Y nos preguntan cómo está, hermano. And we ask, how are you, brother? I'm blessed. Estoy bendecido. Estoy bendecido. I'm no blessed. me miras cómo estoy. Estoy bendecido. Look how blessed I am. Estamos viviendo una era fitness ahora mismo. We're living in an era right now with sickness. Fitness. Fitness. Sorry. Dice que debemos quemar calorías They tell us that we burn pero también el evangelio es necesario que comamos pero que quememos también calorías alguien necesita compartir lo que ha aprendido Someone con su grupo oh pero nos vanagloriamos diciendo tengo 20 años sirviendo a, la, a, a nuestro Dios pertenecemos a la única y verdadera iglesia pero al final del día queremos que cada quien se vaya a su casa no señor dijo nuestro señor Jesucristo ustedes son los responsables de darles de comer a esas vidas necesitadas y tenemos una conferencia distrital and we have a district conference, y somos bendecidos and we are blessed. y tenemos un ayuno y oración and we have prayer and fasting, y tenemos los mejores músicos and we have the best musicians, y somos bendecidos and we are blessed. pero a la puerta del templo hay un paralítico que necesita escuchar but de at, un milagro afuera del templo hay un paralítico que necesita de cuatro amigos que lo suban por el techo y lo pongan delante de Jesús pensé que me iban a caber todos no, no, no this is my blessing don't touch my blessing I'm, I'm already blessed. pero Jesús dijo denle ustedes de comer But Jesus said, you give them something Iglesia que está bajo el sonido de mi voz, es nuestra responsabilidad alimentar a una alma. Déjame mostrarte a qué el Señor nos ha llamado. No solo a vernos bonitos, no a vernos así de bendecidos, pero compartir mi bendición contigo. I'm going to share my blessing with you. Yo voy a compartir mi bendición con alguien. No importa si quedo delgado. Voy a verme delgadito quizás, pero voy a compartir mi bendición con alguien. Permíteme predicarle el Evangelio a alguien. Nuestro grupo de jóvenes necesita escuchar el Evangelio de salvación. 
Yo no sé usted, pero yo estoy cansado de que mis jóvenes cuando lleguen a la hora de ir al college se olvidan del Evangelio. They forget about the gospel. Yo he hecho un compromiso con el Señor y lo voy a dar todo. Made a commitment to the Lord that I'm going to give it all. Si quedo, si quedo bien delgado, no me importa. If I'm left real skinny, it doesn't matter to me. Mi gozo será verlos en la eternidad. My joy will be seeing you in eternity. Necesitamos compartir el Evangelio con We nuestro grupo. We need to share this gospel. Pero nos hemos vuelto políticamente correctos. Ahora podemos, ahora venimos y, y, y simplemente participamos y nos vamos. Quiero recordarle que lo que usted tiene en sus hombros es una responsabilidad muy grande. Es nuestra responsabilidad llevar esta misión a alguien. To take this vision to somebody. Ir por todo el mundo y predicar el evangelio. Go to the entire world and preach the gospel. Pero se nos pregunta cómo está, hermano. Oh, yo estoy bendecido delante de mí. He visto personas recibir milagros. I've seen people receive miracles. He visto, oh, cómo Dios me ha bendecido. I've seen how God has blessed Yo me. quiero invitarte que mires a tu lado. Ahí hay un grupo de personas que I necesita to, escuchar la palabra de Dios. Look to the, the person next to you. Look on your, uh, the people around you. They need a miracle. Todo lo que necesitamos es compartir esta misión con alguien. All we need to do is share this mission with somebody. Ahora esto ya no me queda porque he compartido la misión con alguien. Now this doesn't fit me because I've shared the mission with somebody. I'm going to give it to you, bro. Thank you. I'll take it. Y quiero terminar con esto. I want to finish with this. Las personas que le di el globo. The people that I gave the balloons to. Quiero que lo rompan. I want you to pop it. Porque esto es lo que sucede cuando usted habla la palabra de Dios. Because this is what happens when you speak the word of God. No va acompañada vacía. La palabra de Dios no va vacía. The word of God is not void. Rompa su globo, por favor. Please break those balloons. Adentro de ese globo hay un mensaje para usted. Inside each of these balloons, there is a message for you. El Señor está hablando. El Señor está usando esta generación. The Lord is speaking to this generation. The Lord Yo is dije, using el this Señor generation. Está usando esta generación. I said the Lord is using this generation. Did you get blessed tonight? Come on, Así share it with everybody. We need you to share it with everybody. Tenemos que compartir Fuiste bendecido esta tarde. Were you blessed tonight? Compártelo con todos los demás. Share it with everybody. Fuiste bendecida esta tarde. Compártalo con tu grupo esta tarde. Share it with your group tonight. Fuiste bendecido esta tarde. Compártelo con alguien esta hora. Share it with somebody tonight. Necesitamos expander We esta misión. Necesitamos mover esta misión. We need to move this mission. La responsabilidad, lo vuelvo a decir, en nuestros hombros es bastante fuerte. Again, Pero solo estamos viendo, como dijo el, el primer predicador, cómo el gobierno nos opaca. 
But how the first preacher said, we're seeing how this government is oppressing us. Y nosotros solo estamos conformes con venir un domingo a la presencia de Dios. And we're just comfortable coming on a Sunday and being in the presence of God. Yo quiero decirle a alguien. I want to tell somebody oh, today. esta juventud necesita recibir el evangelio de Dios. This youth needs to receive the gospel of the Lord. ¿Cómo creerán si no hay nadie que les predique? How can they believe if no one goes and preaches to them? entenderán el mensaje? How can they understand the message of salvation if there is nobody that can preach to them? Cierre sus ojos en esta hora. Close your eyes this evening. Yo quiero escuchar al pueblo de Dios clamar en este lugar. I want to hear the people of God cry out to God right now. Sí, Señor, sí, Señor, sí, yes, Señor. Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Gracias, Señor, por tu palabra. Thank Gracias, you, Señor. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Oh, vamos a compartir esta misión con Let nuestros share grupos. This mission with our groups. Vamos a compartir nuestra misión con nuestros grupos. Let's share this mission with our groups. Dele un fuerte aplauso al Señor en esta hora. to the Lord. Dios le bendiga, iglesia. God bless you all. Why don't we worship that name? There's a spirit in the house here tonight. The Holy Ghost is calling a young generation to move the mission like they've never moved the mission before. Hallelujah, we worship your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Remain standing. We're going to wrap this up here tonight. I think we could just end just like that. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Powerful words. Three powerful speakers. Remain standing as we turn to our Bibles to Acts chapter 1. The book of Acts, the genesis of the church. I'm going to read one verse, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Read along with me if you can. But you shall receive power. Someone say power. How many of you came into this church wanting power? How many want the Holy Ghost here tonight? How many need a refreshment of that power? Oh, I'm so glad for the Holy Ghost because it gives us power, power to break chains, power to overcome addictions, power to save families, power to move the mission in your life, power to move the mission in your family, power to move the mission and increase your youth groups. I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost. He shall be witnesses unto me. Jesus says, you will be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. He says it right there. Jesus, our master, commands us 
to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in our life, in Judea, in our families, in Samaria, in our youth groups, and in our world, the uttermost part of the earth. I've come with a short message here tonight. We're going to wrap this all up here tonight. Moving the mission in your world. Can we pray one more time? Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we spirit, the spirit we feel here in this place here today be carried home, Lord Jesus, into all of our youth groups, into every youth to inspire them to move the mission like they never have before. In their life, Lord. In their family, Lord. In their youth group, Lord. And in their world, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that you would use a young person in this house today to move the mission as you've called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Clap your hands one more time if you're thankful for a mighty God. You may be seated. Jesus' ministry wasn't that long. If you look at his ministry, it was only a short time on this earth compared to the whole existence of the universe and all of the earth. It wasn't that long, but it impacted the whole world. His death, burial, and resurrection, this gospel we preach, is still impacting households today. It still impacts cities and nations today. Jesus, one man with 12 disciples, had the power to change the whole world for generations to come. Acts 1 verse 8, it's a short passage, but it is a powerful passage. Someone say powerful. I want power in this house tonight. It gives us instruction and insight from Jesus as to what we should do after receiving the Holy Ghost. He says, you shall be equipped with power from on high, but you also will be witnesses unto me, to not only in Jerusalem, but in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Tonight, we already heard from three amazing and anointing speakers. Why don't we give God a hand clap of praise for speaking through us? Through those three preachers. Brothers, I appreciate you dearly. Brother Andres, this early evening, taught on the necessity of moving the mission in our own life. The, sh- the, 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 the way we have to go is straight and narrow, but we have to move the mission in our life. That mission, that place, that life that we need to move. That's our Jerusalem. Someone say Jerusalem. We all start in Jerusalem. I've come to say that we all need to have a Jerusalem experience in our life. I'm not telling you to go buy a plane ticket and go fly out to Israel and go to Jerusalem. But I'm saying that there has to be a Jerusalem experience in the spiritual walk that you have with God. There has to be a Jerusalem experience. You need to come face to face with Jerusalem. Jerusalem is where Jesus Christ was crucified. Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the place that the, the Holy Ghost fell in the upper room. Jerusalem is a place where all of the nations came and became Christianity. I've come to say that you need to start in Jerusalem. Moving the mission in your life starts in Jerusalem. You need to have that crucifixion experience in your life. You need the blood of Christ applied 
to your life. It all happened in the physical realm in Jerusalem. The Holy Ghost, the first time the Holy Ghost fell, it happened in that upper room in Jerusalem. And I have to say that you must be born of the water and of the spirit. And you can be doing that here tonight. At this altar call that we're going to have shortly, if you've never had that Jerusalem experience, the upper room still works here today. The Holy Ghost still moves in this house today. You can start in Jerusalem here today. There is a revival and harvest in your Jerusalem. So move the mission in your life. Thank you, Brother Andres, for that word we need to start in Jerusalem. But it didn't end in Jerusalem. And it doesn't end with just moving the mission in your life. We had a powerful word from Brother Chele, but it didn't end there. We moved on to Brother Isaiah. A powerful word that we heard a couple minutes ago. Jesus challenged us and said, you need to be my witnesses unto Jerusalem and then to Judea. You see, Judea was the neighborhood where Jerusalem was located. Judea was uh, uh, geographically close to Jerusalem. So after beginning with your life with Jerusalem, Jesus tells us to go beyond. We need to not just move the mission in our life, but we need to be like Noah. And we need to move the mission in our family. We need to be construction workers and, and, and build up this ark for our family. Judea was both geographically near and culturally similar. We ought to move the mission in our families like Brother Isaiah preached. There is a, a revival and a harvest in your family. You have a brother, you have a sister, you have a mom, you have a dad who might not be in church right now. But in that Judea, there is a harvest. There is a harvest in your family. Judea was close to Jerusalem. It was near to home. And no, nothing is closer to home than your family. There is a revival in Judea. There is a revival that will happen when you move the mission in your family. Move the mission in Judea. And so a couple minutes after, Brother Gonzalez came up here and preached the master priest. How do you follow after that? I didn't bring any balloons. I don't, I don't have a, a big jacket to, to draw your attention. I told you you have, you have to bring some sleeping bags. There's four preachers. Whew, we, we've been here for a couple, couple hours now. But Jesus challenged us to go to Samaria. Someone say Samaria. 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 You see, Samaria was geographically near. But there was a different thing about Samaria. It wasn't like Judea. It wasn't like Jerusalem. Samaria was close to Jerusalem, but culturally, it was very different. Someone say different. Your youth group, you might have some friends or you might have some students that come into your youth group, and they're going to be different. I'm going to say it plain straight. That boy different. Not in a good way sometimes. Like You might have some few odd guys, and you're like, who invited that guy to youth night? That was Samaria in relation to Jerusalem. The Jews in Jerusalem, they were like, I'm not moving the mission in my youth group. I ain't touching Samaria because there's some oddballs out there. Culturally, they're a little too different. But we ought to hear the word of Brother Gonzalez, the word that God gave him. We can't just be 
these fat people eating and not delivering the word back to Samaria. There is a revival in Samaria, church. You're going to have to get comfortable with people in your youth group that are culturally different than you. There is a revival that is awaiting in your Samaria, in your youth group. Our classmates may speak different languages. They may dress a different way. They might eat different food. Talk about different food. I'm Filipino and we eat some weird stuff. Anyone ever heard some of that balut? That's that fertilized duck egg. Duck egg. And whenever I go to like those family reunions, they got those balut. And I'm like, why am I related to y'all? You might have some friends that you're going to bring in and they're culturally different. But there is a revival in Samaria. If we're going to move the mission, we're going to move the mission in Samaria. I wrap up by saying that Jesus finally pushes us to go to the uttermost part of the earth. And stand to your feet. The uttermost part of the earth. That lets me know that we are called to go and take this gospel to every nation and every tongue. I don't know about you, but I feel like it was, it was a little bit prophetic what, what Brother Chris was praying right before service. If you were here early enough, when we were doing focus prayer, Brother Chris was praying over different countries. I was like, why is he praying for different countries at a youth service? I thought he was going to be praying for, for our youth. But he was starting to pray for China, for Indonesia, for Chad, for Australia. That man's a fireball. And I believe that he prayed that because you, youth, have the power to reach the world. You are called to reach the uttermost part of the earth. You might be asking, but Brother Jericho, how can I reach the world? I got school from 8 to 3 and I got homework right after. And don't get me started with my sports schedule. You might say, I don't have the finances to travel and reach those countries. How am I ever going to reach China? I can't afford the flight. I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost here tonight, church, that you are in a prime location to reach the uttermost ends of the earth. New Jersey is one of the most ethnically diverse places in the whole world. Any corner you go to, you can find a new culture, a new place representing a different country in this world. You young people are in a prime location to reach the uttermost part of the earth. You can reach South America from your classroom. You can reach Asia from your classroom. You can reach this world. So as we wrap up this Move the mission, kickoff rally. I want to encourage a young person here with a testimony. You see, when I was in college, I befriended a doctor stu- doctorate student. Musicians, you could come. When I was in college, I befriended a doctorate student from Brazil. Someone say Brazil. Brazil. I was only a sophomore in college, and for some reason, God made me cross paths with a doctorate student from Brazil. And so when we try to reach the world, you might know this, but when we try to reach the world, we have to try to find some common ground with them. My wife, oftentimes, she cringes 
Because sometimes I'm a try hard when it comes to connecting with other cultures. She's like, you really got to stop asking every Jamaican you meet if they got cocoa bread for you. I'm sorry, honey. Brother Scarlet or jerk chicken. But if we're going to reach this world, you're going to have to try to find some common ground with the uttermost ends of this earth. And so as a student, I tried to connect with this Brazilian doctorate student, but I had no idea where Brazil even was on a map. I'm not going to lie. I knew nothing about Brazil. I, I don't know what food they eat. I don't, I don't know what, what teams play on their, on their, in their country. Sometimes I could pick up something about a culture, but Brazil, the Lord had me stumped. But God made me easy, made it easy for me to connect with this Brazilian student. Because little did he know we had something in common. It came up in conversation that he loved a card game called Yu-Gi-Oh. Am I talking to a Gen Z person in the house who knows what Yu-Gi-Oh is? Man, they are showing my age. Pokemon, maybe? Yu-Gi-Oh! is a card game like Pokemon. It has all those characters. And so this Brazilian student goes, do you like Yu-Gi-Oh? And in my head I was like, yeah, bro, when I was 10, we're in college, man. You can't be saying that too loudly around here. You'll embarrass me in front of my, my cool friends. But the Lord pulled on my heart to connect with him. So we always ended up talking about Yu-Gi-Oh!, it got to the point where I went all the way to Walmart one night just to buy a deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards so I could duel and play with this Brazilian student. And so we started playing Yu-Gi-Oh at least once a week. Playing Yu-Gi-Oh was blessed because Yu-Gi-Oh turned into a Bible study. One night... That Brazilian student, he asked me if I wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh! as I normally do, do. And I said, sure, only if we could do another Bible study. The Lord began to work in my heart as we entered that Bible study. And, it, and a one-hour Bible study on search for truth ended up into a three-hour Bible study explaining salvation and baptism. Shortly after, we found it was already 1 a.m. And he goes to me, Brother, you showed me clearly in the word, and I have an itch right now. I want to be baptized right now. I didn't do it. Yu-Gi-Oh! didn't do it. But God did it. He allowed me to connect with the uttermost part of the earth, a Brazilian, some place I never knew existed. I couldn't even show you on the map where it was, but God used the situation to connect to the uttermost part of the earth. If we're going to move the mission in our world, we ought to be sensitive to the touch of the Lord. 
We drove to the church in the middle of the night. I think by the time we got to the church, it was 2 a.m. And right there, I baptized him in Jesus' name, buried in the only saving name. The Lord touched Brazil in that moment. You can move the mission in your classroom. If the Lord can reach Brazil through a college classroom, imagine what he can do in an ethnically diverse area like New Jersey. Imagine what he can do, young person, in your classroom. I know you have classmates who are from Asia. I know you have classmates who are from South America. I know you have classmates who are from Africa. The Lord wants you to reach the uttermost parts of the earth. And you are in a prime situation to do just that. These altars are open. I don't know about you, but I've been touched to move the mission tonight in a way I've never moved the mission before. If the Lord can use a college classroom, surely he can use you in your classroom. You might be called to be going across the world. And I know that there are future missionaries in this house here today. I know that there is a young boy or a young girl, a young teenager, who might have a heart for missions and you feel like you you will be a missionary someday. And that's all right. But there are others who are called to stay. Whether you are reaching the other the other side of the world or just staying you are called to reach your world you can reach the uttermost part of the earth without leaving New Jersey I'm going to say that again you can reach your world without even leaving New Jersey can you imagine the ripple effects if you discipled that person from Mexico in your classroom. That person from, from, from Africa in your classroom. That person from Asia in your classroom. That person who, who might seem like they're from Samaria and are a little culturally different. Can you imagine the ripple effects that will happen in eternity if you just reach out and see what God is trying to do? I believe that there is a shift that's happening in New Jersey. Things aren't the same as it used to be. There's a young generation here that I see that is on fire for God. It encourages me to see young people who will not bow down to the norms of society, but who want to make an impact on this earth and move this mission. How many will go? How many will be witnesses? In Jerusalem, how many will take that first step and move the mission in their life? How many will take the next step and go to Judea and try to move the mission in your family? How many will go to Samaria and try to give an increase to your youth group? Who will make it all the way to the uttermost part of the earth and reach that person from a different area on this globe? These altars are open. Can we just stand right now and pray to the Lord of Lords 
The Holy Spirit has already fallen multiple times, but I believe that there is going to be an outpouring to wrap this rally up. This is our kickoff rally, and I believe we're going to start off Move the Mission season strongly, more strongly than ever before. We're going to create a momentum that the state has never seen before. With every head bowed, with every hand lifted to the heavens. Why don't you pray it in your own words? I don't know what state you might be in. Maybe you're in Jerusalem. Maybe you need some work in Judea. Maybe you need to visit Samaria. Maybe you're called to the uttermost part of the earth. But the Lord has said to be witnesses unto him. The Lord wants to fuel you with power from on high tonight. He wants to equip you with the Holy Ghost. Do not leave this place here tonight, young person, without being undued with power from on high. The Holy Ghost is a gift for you. With every hand lifted high and with every head bowed, we're going to pray it in our own words for God to spark a burden in our heart, for God to spark a mission in our heart, for us to bind in unity, to move this mission in the state of New Jersey like we never have before. Why don't we all pray in unity? Lord Jesus, one more time, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that you are doing in New Jersey. We thank you for the revival that is happening in New Jersey. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what is happening with North Central Jersey youth. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for every young person in this house here today who has answered the call to say enough is enough. I'm tired of just the same old, but tonight I've come to move the mission. I've come to move the mission in my life. I've come to move the mission in my family. I've come to move the mission in my youth group. I've come to reach out to this world and move the mission. Lord Jesus, right now, I pray for every young person here today. I pray against the spirit of fear. I pray, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you would, Lord, equip each and every student with a boldness, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. That's it. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. Don't leave this place without being equipped with power from on high. The Holy Ghost is for you. The Holy Ghost is for your family. The Holy Ghost is for your youth group. The Holy Ghost is for your world. Yes, Lord.
This is what I'm going to do. Show Jesus from the mountain. Jesus in the street. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I seek the holy name. Jesus. Oh, I seek Jesus from the mountain. Jesus in the street. Jesus in the darkness. Oh, my God. 
by you, but I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to move this mission. Why don't you raise your hand one more time. We're going to pray a prayer of dismissal. We're going to take what we feel in this house here tonight. Like Brother Gonzalez says, we're not just going to store it, but we're going to take it to the highways and byways. We are going to reach the world from New Jersey. We're going to pray one more time. Thank you, brothers, again, for preaching masterpieces tonight. Thank you, Brother Andres, Brother Isaiah, Brother Gonzalez, first-class people. I don't know about you, but I think they did a better job than any evangelist could have. Why don't we give a hand clap of praise to God? These men are your youth pastors. I'm thankful for a district that raises up youth pastors. I'm thankful for the youth ministry. But we're going to pray one more time. We got exactly 22 minutes to head to Chick-fil-A. Close at 10 p.m. Maybe we could make it. Five minutes from here, there's a Chick-fil-A. If you are so wanting, they're closed on Sunday, but today's Saturday, and I believe there's going to be heaven, uh, there's going to be Chick-fil-A in heaven, so we're going to eat the Lord's food tonight. If you are wanting to join the youth and continuing this Holy Ghost party, we're going to take it to Chick-fil-A. Why don't we move the mission in Chick-fil-A, right? <laughs> we're going to use that Chick-fil-A sauce. Let's pray one more time. Let's pray one more time. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for what you have done in this place. Thank you, Lord, for sparking something in our young people in this night. For sparking the mission in our hearts. Lord Jesus, we know, Lord, that we can't do this without you. Lord Jesus, as we carry on through the rest of the year, Lord, as we try to move the mission on all these areas we learned about tonight. Let us remember that we can't do it without you alone. From apart from you, we are nothing. And we, as a youth of North Central Jersey District, we are focused on you this year. We are abiding in you this year. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, for a boldness on every young person to go into their classroom. I pray, Lord Jesus, for a hunger on every young person to read their Bibles and pray daily. I pray, Lord Jesus, right now, as we go to Chick-fil-A, we would pray, we would bless that meal, and that, Lord Jesus, we kick off this Move the Mission season as strongly as we can 
so that you, Lord Jesus, will get the glory for what is happening in New Jersey. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Y'all are dismissed. We got 20 minutes to head to a Chick-fil-A, but why don't we worship our way out of here?
devil tried, God made it. 